From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. Another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down everything in Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho. We are recording this on Thursday, February 3rd in the afternoon ahead of a very big night of district girls basketball statewide. Uh, last night was kind of the boys' spotlight. There was a lot of big, monumental boys' basketball um, matchups uh, that we'll talk about in just a moment. Brandon Bainey with Lance Taylor. Lance, what were you doing just now? What was that you were waving in front of the screen? Well, you know, I, I'm sitting down at my son's computer desk right now, and this is his little the muffle thing you put in front, you know, when you're talking to a bunch of people online. So this is this is how I hide from the camera here. <laughs> That it looks like a microphone uh, attachment you put on, so your peas it don't pop as much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's okay. it. All right. Well, if you uh, uh, before <laughs> we dive in, the East Idaho Prepcast is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports. They are your number one source for pulse pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. If you are uh, watching the video version of this prepcast on the idahosports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, you will see Lance has got some of those awesome sunglasses and also a nice monogrammed, uh, is that plaid flannel? I don't want to speak for your wardrobe. Yeah, it is. Looks good, doesn't it? That's good yeah. looking stuff. These are, these are the, you know, I've named these sunglasses soggles. They're a mix between like goggle size and sunglasses. They are soggles. Next time we're together, I've got, got you a pair. Yeah, no doubt, for sure. Uh, you, you you need those every time because the light in where I'm recording bounces off of my bald head and it probably That's blinds right. you. That's <laughs> right. Every once in a while, I just have to put them on and just, just to take the edge off. That's all I need is just take the edge off. For sure. So you can watch the video of this at the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. You can also listen audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. If you are watching the video version, you're in for a treat. I'm going to share my screen and go over some of these girls district tournament brackets so we'll put them up on the screen you'll be able to uh, follow them that way if you are watching the video i recommend making it full size so you can see the brackets more clearly if you're listening audio only you're like oh man i want to i want to see these brackets what's he talking about just go to idahosports.com right on the home page we've got all the district brackets uh, not just for east idaho but north south west all over 5a all the way down to 1AD2. So it's right on the homepage at idahosports.com. Uh, let's let's start with the 1AD2s in the Rocky Mountain Conference because they were the very first district to get started, Lance. They actually had their opening round last Saturday. And we kind of we kind of teased the bracket a little bit on last week's show. Um, but in the opening round, it was all chalk. Number one, Rockland beat number eight, Clark County, 66 to six. Number four, Mackey over number five, Water Springs, 52 26. Number two, Ledor over number seven, Grace Lutheran, 56 40. Number three, North Gem over number six, Showband, 58 44. Then earlier this week, we had some loser out games. Water Springs beat Clark County, 46 to six. Showband knocked off Grace Lutheran, 54 45. Those two now await the two losers of the semifinals. So let's talk about these semifinals because this is a final four that I think is pretty balanced. I mean, Rockland is, is a heavy favorite, but uh, in terms of Mackey, Ledor, and North Gem, I think all three of them are capable of grabbing that second spot to state. 
Yeah, yeah, they very well could, you know, could do it. And like we talked about, you know, Rockland is really the team to beat there. Uh, you, you know, the team that has stepped up and had a really good season that uh, I'm really enjoying seeing in those spots is Lenore. Uh, you know, that's a team that, uh, you know, boys and girls have been down for quite a number of years. Uh, they do have a state championship under their belt, a girls team. Uh, but they are, uh, Lenore is a very good team. And I think that second round matchup uh, with North Jam, uh, the next round matchup with North Jam is, uh, is going to be very good. Yeah, Lenore very quietly has uh, assembled a very quality team. And we'll find out, North Jam uh, was kind of the second fiddle all year um, and then led or in the final 10 days of the regular season surpassed the cowgirls. So yeah, yeah that, this will be a fun final four. those semifinal games are tomorrow night. So a little Friday night action. That's going to be at Hillcrest high school. Uh, the tournament from here on out will be at Hillcrest in Ammon. Uh, let's just move to the one, a D ones. This is a smaller affair, a little more intimate. Uh, you've got the opening game tonight. Number three, Chalice taking on number two, Grace. Winner gets the undefeated Butte County Pirates Saturday night in the undefeated semifinal. Yeah, I I think Grace steps up and wins that game. Uh, but this is a very good game and a very good matchup, this Grace-Chalice matchup. Uh, however, it's kind of the winner to step in and, and, you know, and then they let the lion out of the cage, you know, kind of like uh, <laughs> the old Coliseum matchups <laughs> and stuff. Right, so they right. get to go, go and face uh, Butte, but you got to face them at one sometime or another in the tournament. So, uh, and I, I think that most likely ends up being great. I mean, and this is how crazy <laughs> this is. Uh, this is a one bid league. So Grace, the defending 1A D1 champions, I wouldn't count them out yet. Uh, Butte County, of course, hasn't lost yet this year. If Butte County wins this district, they're going to be the number one seed at the 1A yes. D1 Girls State Tournament. But but if if they're not the number one seed at state, they're they're not at state. Period. So it, it's either yeah. it's either a home run or a strikeout here. That's Grace right. That, that's right. We talked about it last week with the boys. Uh, you know, with the 4A down out of District Five, kind of the same thing here with the uh, with the girls. Uh, the one AD one bracket. I I uh, I think when it gets there, I just think Butte is too tough. I just think they're that good um, this year, you know. And I uh, a potential matchup that I uh, look forward to at state. And again, I'm not trying to get ahead of us, but just thinking of possibilities would be, you know, a a Butte Lapway matchup. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I'm sure. Uh, okay, two A's. The big story in the two A ranks for girls basketball was at the. Um, uh, I'm thinking of three A. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Two two A yeah. District Five. They had a play in game, and by the way, those one A D one games are going to be at Thunder Ridge High School in Idaho Falls. The entire tournament will be there at a neutral site. Uh, earlier this week, we had a play in game for District Five in the two A ranks. Uh, Bear Lake defeated Malad fifty four to thirty seven, and now we have. The opening round, aka the semifinals tonight, because yep. it's a four-team affair here. Number one, Soda Springs will play number four, Bear Lake. Number two, Aberdeen will play number three, Westside. Those will be home games for Soda and Aberdeen. I think Soda wins pretty easily. Aberdeen Westside, I think, has the potential to to be a coin toss. Yeah, it does too. And and you know, in that coin toss, I think you're, uh, you know, the favor in that is is Aberdeen being able to play on their home floor. Uh, for that, you know, I kind of give the nod over to them. Uh, either team could could step up and win that, but but you know, I mean, the story in my head is still at you know, Soda Springs, they're a top five team in the state, and uh, you look at the record, and you would say no way, and it's nice to see that uh, you know the 
coaches, the media, that they have recognized that schedule the Soda Springs played, uh, and uh, you know, put that put them in this position. But uh, uh, I I believe Aberdeen probably picks up that win. I think the home court advantage is going to help them with that. But uh, I see uh, Soda Springs kind of blowing through this district tournament. Yeah, I agree. Now the thing is with Max Prep's rankings because they have that record right around 500 seeding yeah. wise, it'll probably impact them. But they, I don't think they really care about that. They've gone to no. state so many years, like 11 and nine. They've always yeah. been. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, they're not too worried about it. A lot of times on the podcast, I'm wrong, Lance, and I and I wear it. You know, with Skyline football this past fall, every week I picked them to lose, and guess what? They won the title. So yeah. But for once, I'm going to brag when we were right about something. You and I, within the first week, 10 days of the season, we both said, hey, Soda's, soda's pretty darn good. And we've been banging yeah. that drum for Soda Springs all year. Yeah, well, and we had the eye test on them, too. Yeah. I had the opportunity to see them twice. And, uh, and, and and I knew, you know, I mean, this is <laughs> this is a very, very good team that would probably go to state, would probably make it to the state tournament maybe even up through 4a <laughs> and they're just they're really good for sure at the 3a level <laughs> but they are uh they're very good very good team and again and a lot of he's been there a long time he knows what he's doing a, a legendary coach for sure yeah. and a lot of underclassmen so they're not they're not going anywhere anytime soon yeah, no, sure. they're 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 gonna be around. Coach Fonavelt and I, we played against each other in high school. He went to Preston, I went to Malad. That's back when we used to play each other all the time, you know. But he's been a soda for so many years and just done a great job. To them, it won't matter who they play the first round. The team that'll get messed over with that ranking the first round is not gonna be soda. It's gonna be whoever has to play soda. <laughs> yes, no doubt. Uh let's let's look at the nuclear conference. Ryrie, the top seed, they won their first round game over Salmon this week, the five seed, 55-39. Uh, West Jefferson defeated Firth, the three over the four, 57-35. And then last night, we had our second round game. North Fremont, the two seed, got a first round bye. They had to play West J. Now, coming in, I actually thought West J was the, the better team, and that played out, 42-38. It was tight. But now you've got uh, number three, West Jefferson against number one, Ryrie. They will meet in the, I call it the undefeated semifinal. It's not the championship yet, but uh, the winner of that gets into the championship game. That will be Saturday night in Ryrie. Yeah, it it will be. And I had actually picked North Fremont to win that game. And so, you know, West Jefferson did up there, stepped up, proved me wrong on that good for them uh you know they did that and uh, of course down on the lower side you got uh, you know north fremont and fur uh, that'll have to meet meet up now i think ryrie uh goes through this tournament unscathed um and um but you know again that's uh, that's my pick uh, could be wrong on that but uh ryrie's a very good team they're a very good team yeah, they're, they're really solid. Um, so, yeah, Firth beat Salmon in a loser-out game, 58-36. So now you've got Firth and North Fremont in another loser-out game Saturday night as well. With with Because we think Ryrie's going to win districts, that second spot to state probably will come down to West J and North Fremont again. Right. Which, which spot would you rather be in, Lance? Would you rather be West J, who already got a win and has that confidence, 
Or would you rather be North Fremont who, who suffered the loss and, and now is motivated and knows that, Hey, it's hard to beat the same team twice in, in a short amount of time. Yeah, it is. I, I think, I think I, I would kind of give the nod to North Fremont in that scenario. Obviously I picked them. They lost, uh, you know, against West J this last time, but I, I think that momentum, uh, you know, even though West J has it, I think West J ends up coming off of a loss uh, to their game, you know, against Ryrie. I think North Fremont ends up coming off of a win and comes in with that momentum, plus is hungry to, to pick that win back up against West J. Yeah, uh, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, North Fremont, of course, has to get past Firth first. Uh, yep. th- 3A, the big story, Lance, was a big, I don't know if it's a big upset, but uh, at, at the District 5 tournament, I mean, American Falls, the three seed, not only beat number two Marsh Valley, they they thumped them pretty good, 59-41. Uh, and they will now play number one Snake River. The Panthers had a first round bye. Marsh Valley now is a loss away from their season yeah. coming to an end. In fact, uh American Falls had a boys basketball game scheduled for uh Friday and had to adjust the times a little bit because now that their girls are playing uh as well. Uh, they wanted to make sure that uh, fans could watch both games. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, in that game, let's see. Well, well, they play Snake tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what uh, I meant. There was, there's, there's a supposed to be a boys game tonight, and I think they moved yeah. it. So, gotcha. They, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. That that was actually a shocker to me because Marsh Valley, I have felt, uh, you know, again, if you had that five foot seven and under league. I've always felt that they'd probably win that because they were, they're just big men short of being super competitive, you know, at, at, uh, you know, against any team in the state, but uh, having American Falls step up and win that, that was a big win for American Falls. Um, Again, I, I, uh, you know, as we talked about last week, I I don't think the second place team from this conference gets in the state tournament, uh, but they very well could. And you've got to at least put yourself in that position to do so. And, uh, you know, for Marsh Valley, they've given themselves the long, the long road back uh, if they want an opportunity to get in. More than likely going to be playing American Falls again on Saturday yes. night. And, uh, of course, they'll be motivated to, to yeah. perform a little yeah. better. That game, will be, that game will be at American Falls if they have to play that game. They lost, they lost their home court advantage by losing that mm-hmm. first game. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, the more we're, the more we're looking at it, Lance, uh, second place from District Five has to play second place from District Six in a in a regional play-in game. That winner then has to play second place from District Four. And the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm thinking the Teton Timberwolves are going to be at State Lance. Yeah, Teton. As we move to District Six now for three A, the Mountain Rivers Conference, Teton had an impressive win over South Fremont Monday night, fifty-five forty-four. Uh, now they did play Sugar Salem uh, and lost in the undefeated semifinal, fifty-one to thirty-six. They've got to turn around and play South Fremont again tonight in a loser out yeah. game, but I, I like Teton there. Yeah, I do too. You know, I've had a chance to see both of them play. Both of them have some uh, very good uh, basketball players. So I think Teton's just that much deeper uh, than South is at this point. South's got a freshman that's just going to be an unbelievably good player. Uh, she moves forward, but both these, uh, both uh, South and Teton are, are actually fairly young teams. Uh, and are going to be good here in in the future as well. But, you know, Teton, you look at that (laughs) 51-36, lost to Sugar on Tuesday night, but that game was much closer than that. I actually did the PA announcing for that game. Uh, That game game was a lot closer. It wasn't really until last half of the third and then into the fourth where Sugar started uh, stretching that out a little bit. Uh, But, but, uh, in fact, you know, right off the bat, 
uh, Eton came out and and was lights out, and they led at the end of the first quarter. And so, uh, you know, Teton is uh, is a very good team, and I've been talking about their level of athletes on this team since last year. As far as just pure athleticism, they're probably the most athletic team uh, in the area, you know, if you threw them out on a track. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously you got to throw basketball skill into that and stuff. But I, I think Teton ends up being the second-place team in this conference, and I think they end up beating District 5 and District 4 playing. Yep, I'm inclined to already. Sugar Salem, of course, has a chance at the number one seed by winning their district tournament. Uh, 4A ranks. Uh, let's start with the High Country Conference. Blackfoot, the defending 4A champs, played number five Hillcrest in the opening round, and they won 55 to 26. Uh, and then, and they again, this to me wasn't an upset, but number four Shelley defeated number three Bonneville 45 41. I've had a chance yeah. to watch Shelly several times this year, and when they, they can get hot from the perimeter, and when they do, they're awfully tough to stop. Number four, Shelly will now play number two, Skyline. The winner of that advances to uh, the undefeated semifinal against Blackfoot. Yeah. Well, this might end up this might end up being the best game of the night. <laughs> I mean, this is this is I think this is a good matchup. Shelly and Skyline, you know, um, uh, a lot of youth on these teams. And, and, uh, you know, as, as you, as you look at Shelly, I happened to see Shelly, uh, after they got, you know, mercy ruled by sugar earlier in the year, later on in the season, a couple weeks ago, um, they played a sugar team and played them within three points. And it was one of those nights where Shelly was hitting. I mean, they were just hitting those shots. They were on, they, they ended up not, not ultimately winning that ball game. But sugar won that, but, but, uh, Shelly, like you said, when, when they get hot, um, Shelly can be a very good team. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think this game tonight with Skyline has the potential to to be one of those that uh, when we look at it afterwards, a lot of people are going to say, hey, I kind of feel bad I missed that game. <laughs> it could be a very good one. Well, and this district gets two uh, gets potentially two teams to state second place would have to win a play in game against the th although against the third place team from District three. District three has not been very good this year um, to the point where. Outside of Middleton and Bishop Kelly, the other six teams are all ranked like 19th or lower in the max prep yeah. rankings. I mean, yeah. it, it's putrid over there in, in the Boise Valley. So yeah, I was looking at that earlier in the week as well, and I I, I think this conference uh, in District Six does end up getting two teams. In. Yeah, so it's a big game tonight between uh, Skyline and Shelley, and for Bonneville now their season's on the line. They've got to beat Hillcrest tonight in a loser out game yep. as well. And meanwhile, Blackfoot's just sitting back going, yeah, it's pretty nice being undefeated still and, you know, defending champs and all that good stuff. So. Yeah. The, the only hard part, part with that is waiting because there's a player you want to be playing. Every night someone's playing, you want to be on the floor. And, uh, of course, you'll, you'll, you'll take your undefeated seating where you're at right now, uh, but, but you want to be on the floor every single time. You know, they had the first round win, of course, the second round bye. Uh, just the way it happens to sit. I think Bonneville steps up and knocks off Hillcrest. In fact, I think they knock him off handily uh, to get back into another game. But um, I just think, uh, you know, Black Blackfoot's going to run through this so quick. I think what you're doing is you're playing for second place and a play-in opportunity. Yep, I, I agree 100%. District 5 for Class 4A. Uh, Pocatello, the two seed, defeated Century, the three seed, 46 to 22 in the opening round game. Yeah. And they now get top seeded Preston tonight in Preston 
in the uh, undefeated semifinal game. Century will play the loser of this game on Mon- next Monday, I think. Yeah. Um, they really they really space it out. I, I Preston, I, you know, I've seen Preston now a couple of times, so the eye test tells me that they're pretty good, um, especially on the defensive end. And for Pocatello, they've been a very nice story this year. Still a little young and still yeah. kind of learning – how to win, I think, in tight situations. Yeah, yeah, I think they are too. Plus, this is a one-bit conference. Um, I don't think Pocatello is where they need to be uh, on that. I think they're getting there. They're getting better all the time. Uh, but but I think this is Preston's conference for the girls. Uh, Preston's, but I, I've seen them as well. Very good team. I mean, you're talking team that took uh, Blackfoot down to a final possession. And um, uh, Preston's very good, very, very athletic as well, which allows them just to play tremendous defense. Uh, I think Preston ends up blowing through this. I don't think they pick up a loss during the whole. Yeah, very, very good guard play out front. Uh, District five and six, the High Country Conference, uh, so far has kind of gone shock. Number one, Thunder Ridge beat number five, Highland, sixty-two forty-one. Number three, Madison. Now this was a this this Madison game was pretty wild. Uh, it was a game-winning basket essentially, and number three, Madison. Just gets past number four, Idaho Falls, 50 to 47. So now you've got uh, number two, Rigby, who had a first round bye. They'll play number three, Madison, tonight in Rigby. Winner of that advances to the championship against top seeded Thunder Ridge. Highland yeah. will play Idaho Falls tonight in a loser out battle. And I, I think this is a prime spot for Highland, actually, because Idaho Falls just got punched in the gut. Yeah. A game they, they, they led at times and thought they had a really good chance to win against Madison and now they're kind of deflated. The turnaround yeah. is very quick and I think Highland could get them if they're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think they very well could. Uh, I, I think Idaho Falls ends up winning that game, but Highland could very well knock them off. That's a game I wouldn't lay money on a table if I was in Vegas for sure. Um, but, but I'll tell you the team that I think, uh, you know, has, has stepped up is the Madison team. That's, that's the team that you, when you look at the very first of the season, that's the team that had the most, amount of room to improve, <laughs> to be able to improve, you know, and, and uh, they've done a good, uh, they've done a good job. They, they've kept their heads somewhat above water uh, during the season, you know, uh, especially, you know, a season that's starting out and they got a new coach after many, 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 many years. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it looked like out, it looked like, you know, they, <laughs> they might not win a game. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was that bad of a start and, and uh, for the most part, but but Madison has done some good things now. Now Rigby, I think, just absolutely uh, takes care of them in no trouble at all. And I think we end up with you know Rigby and Thunder Ridge when it comes down to it. But uh, but kudos to Madison for getting to where they are. Yeah, that was a yeah. <laughs> game earlier this week. So uh, that's a look at what's going on in girls basketball. And again, by the time you're listening to this. A lot of these games probably will have already happened. Uh, you're probably going to listen to this uh, Friday or even Saturday. So yeah. the best bet is going to be to just check in at IdahoSports.com every night slash every morning because we're updating the district brackets every night, updating the scores and the schedules. And so really just make a part of your daily routine, IdahoSports.com, and just, just check everything out because this is the time of year where there's a lot going on. And you don't you don't want to be the guy at the water cooler or the gal at the water cooler that's talking about a team that's already been eliminated. You want to stay up to date on everything. You could you check those brackets every day at idahosports.com. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk boys basketball. There were a couple of really big games last night. Uh, I think we have to start with century, 
the Century Boys won the league outright. They still have a game to play in their conference schedule, but they're already two games up in the loss column. They're undefeated, 3-0. and And again, they ran past Pocatello for the second time this year by a final of 55-31. to This Diamondbacks team, there's a lot of people around the state, I think, that are hoping, as crazy as this sounds, I think they're hoping that Pocatello is the team that gets to state because yeah. Preston's got the tradition and Century's got the impact playmaker in Isaiah Harwell. Oh, yeah. I think Isaiah Harwell is hands down the best player in the conference. And I, I, I think of, of the top players in the conference, he, he raises his teammates level uh, better than anybody else does. That's not to knock anybody else in the conference. Uh, he's just that good, I feel. Um, and I've, I've been tooting their horn ever since I saw them early in the season of, of what he's done. I felt that they would come out victorious in this conference. The thing is, is that every team in this conference does have the ability to knock the other team off. This is not one that when they go into a different or into a district tournament, that it's just going to be hands down. You know, everyone's playing for second place. It's a one bid league. You know, you're, you're playing to get in, in the tournament, you know, and you got to look, look at, at, at things like, for example, the improved Pocatello team. And if, if, uh, if Century runs the table during the regular season, like I said, they've got another game, but if they run that table, are they going to be able to beat those teams now a third time and a fourth time, you know, things like that. And then you have Preston that has experience as that, uh, you know, they're, they're just kind of like the, uh, the I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know how to say it. They're essentially kind of the grandfathers of the league in the sense of they, they know what it takes to get there. They're the, they're the, the wisest of, of the group. So that's actually a district tournament that it is so unfortunate that all three of those teams are not going to be in the state. Yeah, only one gets to go to state. And for the Pocatello schools, Pocatello and Century, they had two big goals, the two of them together. Somebody get the number one seed, so that's one last game that we have to play. Century did that. Second thing, make sure Preston finishes third because that is such a huge advantage to make Preston come up to Pocatello. It is hard. It is hard to go to Preston and get a win. The atmosphere, the history, all yep. of that stuff. And now Preston is is kind of locked into third place. I mean, they're they're zero and three in conference play. Yeah. They have they have one more game left, but I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for Preston if they get back to state. They will have definitely earned it. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I think Preston has the toughest road to get back to state of these three teams. I think just to play that out. Uh, and then, and then I think that, you know, the Indians are looking at, or pardon, pardon me, the, uh, the thunder now, <laughs> right. I want to call the Preston Indians, but or I mean the uh, Pocatello Indians, but Pocatello, uh, is looking at it and say, man, we would love to get into that tournament. They're kind of the, uh, uh come lately, you know, and, uh, they've really improved. They're doing, doing very well. Uh, but I think going into this century feels like guys, this is ours to lose. Uh, we've got to get to state. And I think, I think uh, Century feels if they get through this district tournament, upcoming district tournament, that they've got a legitimate shot at winning it. I agree. They've got Ryan Frost, who is one of the best coaches. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, All I mean, of them are very well coached. I mean, I, I think Tyler Jones is the best coach in the state at any level. But uh, as far as just straight coaching ability and his ability to just to adjust to the talent that he has and stuff, you know, but that oh, Frost is a great coach, you know, it's a century just looks good. And they're, they're a team. Oftentimes when you have a player like a Harwell, you see someone that just goes out. It's all about them. Jacking it up. Harwell's not that way. He gets his points in the team system. 
uh, he's very, very good, and he makes those around him uh, better as well. Yeah, I was talking to Scott Gross, the longtime radio uh, play-by-play man for the Pocatello High Schools, and because I haven't had a chance to watch Century play this year, so I kind of was asking him, hey, what's the deal with Century? Are they for real? And he goes, oh, yeah, they are. And as we're talking, he said, you know why Ryan Frost is the best coach in the conference? And I said, why? And he said, because he has the best assistant coaches in the conference, and not just in the conference, but the state. Don Birch, as an assistant coach, uh, is better than a lot of head coaches a lot of places, I think. Yeah, well, they've got a lot of that advantage, kind of like what Madison has right now. You know, uh, when when uh, you know you got a, a Clyde Nelson sitting on your bench, you know, who was a longtime college coach, and and uh, you know won multiple state championships down in Utah at the high school level before coming back to Idaho in the early '90s. But uh, uh, but yeah, a lot of it is who you surround yourself with, because you know, as a coach, and you know, and here's an example: as, as a coach, you pull a kid off the court that needs to be talked to you still have to be able to pay attention to what's going on on the floor. And it's nice to have those assistant coaches that can, from a knowledge standpoint, go that down that bench and talk to that player saying, Hey, this is what we need you to do when you're on the floor. And this is why we need you to do it. And this is, if you're struggling, this is why you're struggling, you know, and here's how you can change that. So assistant coaches are massive for a program. No doubt. Uh, before we get out of here, we have to talk a little three, a boys basketball. You had finally last night, sugar Salem, uh, so, so this week, I should say, last Saturday, Sugar Salem boys finally got into district play. They played South Fremont last Saturday night, one sixty-three to thirty-eight. They played Teton last night and and dominated seventy-five to forty-six. Is what I have it as. Uh, that is incredible to me. Eight and nine overall is Sugar, but very clearly the best team in their district. Yeah, uh, you know Sugar. They've struggled finding their identity throughout the season, but real, you know, kudos to uh, Sean Freeman, you know, the coach who has really, you know, stuck stuck with what he does, and and he uh, he just put together a flawless game plan last night. It was very good. Uh, uh, we were texting after the game last night as well. Uh, just shared, you know, shared a text back and forth forth with him, and and Sean just did a great job. And and this is uh, this is Sugar's to lose. I, I think Sugar is the team that that ends up back at state. Uh, in this conference, uh, with with at least the automatic bid to state, and uh, because as we talked about, uh, you know, last week and the week before, I think this is a a one team conference this year for state. I I have a hard time seeing their their uh, second place team getting through a even the first round uh, play in. No, and that's because Mark Valley and Snake River are so yes. good from District 5. Yes. Those two finally played for the first time last night. It was in Snake River or at Snake River in Blackfoot, and Marsh Valley won kind of a close game, 53-41. to 41. They, you know, Snake River tried to make a comeback, but they were just down too much. Uh, yeah. But the rematch comes February 11th in the regular season yeah. finale. Can't wait. Yeah, it, it does. That'll be very good. And, 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 you know, with Marsh Valley, one of the keys with Marsh Valley when you, when you play them is, is you cannot get down to Marsh Valley early uh, because Marsh, Marsh Valley is a team that is they're very tough to come back on because they're so fast, you know, and they can just score so quick. So you got to avoid getting down. And if you get up, their style, I mean, they're like a, they're like a passing football team that's, that's prolific. They're a good come from behind team if they have to as well. Uh, but the key is not get down to them early uh, or you just find yourself having to change your offensive, uh, I don't want to say philosophy, but your game plan, you know, as the, as the, uh, as the game moves on. Marsh, Marsh Valley is very good. 
Yeah. Well, so is Snake River, but I think I think those two teams both end up at state. Yep, I agree. So, girls basketball action uh, by this time next week, Lance. We'll have state bids to hand out. We'll be talking about teams that are going to state. That's going to be super exciting, and uh, we can start kind of filling in the blanks for boys basketball yeah. district tournaments as well. So. Yeah, we can. Uh, who are you covering at state? One A D one. One A D one. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. You gotta have a you have a good state tournament coming up for you right there. That's gonna be a very good state tournament. I have three A. Um, I think the upper half of that uh, should be very good. Uh, the potential for all of it for the entire bracket to be good. Um, but you know, we'll see as things go along. I I think this is one of those years that where uh, you could be sitting in the stands of any of these school sizes, and it's gonna be a good tournament. You know, for the girls. Uh, I just think it's, I just think it's that kind of a tournament, uh, that kind of year where, where, you know, every once in a while you look at one that you just say, Oh, we, we know who's going to win this, <laughs> you know, kind of like Lapway with the boys. <laughs> no, no, no. Watch them step up. because Somebody step up and knock them off in the tournament because I've horned the whole time, but, uh, that it would be miraculous for that to happen or just short of miraculous, I should say for that to happen. But uh, I think the girls has been all the way through. Yeah. yeah, everyone's going to be uh, competitive, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Lance, thank you so much for joining us as always. Uh, you going anywhere this weekend? You got any games? You doing anything? Uh, I've got uh, I've got my son's games actually. Uh, you know, being a, a you know only a three team conference down here, uh, just shooting off in Teton. Uh, you know, schedule the last part of the season. They've actually got non conference games this weekend. They've got uh, Marshall on Friday and Kimberly on saturday sugar lost to both those teams uh early on in the year as well and so um you know they, they they've got a full slate before they get back into conference play again those are all teams they will probably see at state at some yeah point, yeah so. yeah i think every one of those teams ends up in the state tournament as well yeah that'll be a lot of fun okay well enjoy the competition this weekend everybody thank you for tuning in to the east idaho Prepcast. Brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.